Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds are talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. The smoothest show on internet radio. Your host, the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. Uh, welcome to the show. If you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on, um, scroll down to Johnny Britt's picture and click on Listen. That would bring you into our profile show page. Below that is the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485. 646-716-5485. Hey, Ollie, welcome to the show. Um, our guest, Johnny Britt, has not called in yet, so I have a, a call into the PR lady to find out where he is. So um, in the meantime, I'm going to play a song from his new release. It's called Marvin Meets Miles. It's a tribute CD to Marvin Gaye and Miles Davis, two of Johnny's biggest influences um, as a singer and a trumpet player. And so this is a new release for him. And I'm going to play a song from this release. This one is called Inner City Blues. Bye. 
That was Inner City Blues from trumpeter Johnny Britt's brand new release, Marvin Meets Miles. And he is on the phone. Johnny, welcome back to Talking Smooth Jazz. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm happy to have you. I'm excited to have you back on. It's been a while since we talked. I know. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. It's been a minute. How you and- been doing? I've been well, thank you. I've been well. And the last time I saw you perform was here in Vegas at Mount Charleston. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that was a great yeah, that, show. That was meant. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, really Thank you so show. much. Congrats yeah. to you on this new release. You know, thank you. I do appreciate it. It's been uh, two years in the making. And, you know, I always say that when you um, – it's very difficult to complete an album, first of all. But when you do, it's uh, it's like – for me, it's like giving birth. Oh, well, I'm not a woman. <laughs> I've never had a child. <laughs> but it's like giving birth. You know, it's like giving birth um, uh, you know, to to your newborn kids, which are songs in my case. So it's really rewarding um, to have it uh, released and, and embraced by so many people around the world so fast. And uh, when I logged in, you know, you probably put on one of my favorite songs, Inner City Blues, that I recorded, and uh, it just felt really good hearing it on the radio. <laughs> ah, well, good, good. Now, what is it about Marvin Gaye and Miles Davis that made you want to put this CD together? Well, you know, first of all, um, you know, I've been highly influenced by them uh, as a youngster, you know, growing up when I first heard Miles my, my, uh, Davis's first record. It was like kind of blue, and uh, it was funny because I, um, uh, you know, my first trumpet teacher, he basically put that record on, and uh, just the space of it and the way he played, I was like, oh my goodness. And then, of course, um, when I was turned on to Marvin Gaye, you know, Marvin Marvin sang like a horn player. You know, he sang like a horn player, and I think that Miles Davis really plays like a singer. So, uh, you know, as my um, career and uh, uh, maturity level just developed with trumpet and singing, um, I think that uh, I know that those two giants icons, they influenced me in a great, in a great way in the way I, I form my own music. And um, again, maybe two or three years ago, um, the first song I recorded was You Sure Love the Ball, which is on my new yes. album. And, and yes, when I yes. did that song, when I did it, you know, I kind of knew, I kind of knew this that this was something. I mean, how much uh, Marvin influenced me and, and how much, you know, I kind of nailed it, you know, I felt with that uh, performance. And, um, and and it's kind of a no-brainer. You know, I play trumpet, and I'm, I'm, I'm not Miles Davis, and I'm, trying, I'm not trying to be Miles Davis, but, you know, I have a Miles vibe on my horn, especially when I put the mute in. 
And then, um, again, I'm not Marvin Gaye. I'm not trying to be Marvin Gaye, but um, I have a, a my a Marvin influence when I'm singing, even from my days with Impromptu and all the different records that I've recorded. So it's just a natural uh, progression, and actually for some, a very logical progression. And once it developed, everyone that I told, you know, when I was recording the album, they said, "You're doing what?" <laughs> Marvin Marvin Gaye and Miles Davis all in one, and you're doing it. And I would look at them and like, yeah. And they basically, they kind of couldn't believe it. And um, so I'm just really glad that I was able to um, finish it and you know have it together and uh, have people see the vision that I had um, when I first um, thought of doing this um, this album. Now, you mentioned, um, you know, the influence that Marvin Gaye has on you. On your last record, there is a song, it's called Feel So Good on your last CD. There is a song mm-hmm. on there called Why. And mm. you, I'm telling you that the Marvin Gaye influence is so heavy. I mean, that song yeah. is, you're channeling Marvin in that song. It is so good. So good. Yeah, you know, um, you're absolutely right. I actually wrote that song for a movie. Um, that was the reason that I wrote that song. Um, you know, I'm a composer and I write, and basically I got an instruction. They were looking for um, something Marvin Gaye-ish. <laughs> well, that was pretty mm-hmm. easy for me to kind of write up my alley, so I came up with the track. And my, my wife actually wrote the lyrics, most of the lyrics on that song. And you are right. It's it's right in there with the, the Marvin um Marvin Gaye Oh yes, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. Mike has joined us. Hey Mike. Hey, hey Mike. Sorry. Hey, go. Hey Johnny, how's it going? Good, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing okay, man. I'm doing okay. <laughs> glad to hear you on here, man. Definitely. Yeah, you know, it's it's really glad to be back um, after a few years of uh, uh, you know not being on the scene from you know with my own record. Uh, it's really, really good to be back with this brand new Marvin Meets Miles Volume One album. Mm-hmm. You know, we're actually we're up for a Grammy nomination consideration, so we're mm-hmm. on the ballot. So, um, all of you Grammy voting members um, there, uh, check it out, and uh, we really appreciate your your support and your vote. I kind of sound like Hillary Clinton. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, but I'm well, on a campaign. Yeah, we would love to uh, to get a Grammy nomination. That'd be great. Well, con- congratulations on that. Danny did tell me, yeah. uh, mention that to me. So, congratulations on that. Uh, um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you. Now, yeah. um, there is a video that you are working on, or is it complete for the song "What's Going On"? Is that complete? You're absolutely right. You know, it's not completed yet. We we completed okay. uh, during the shooting. Um, the film is is being edited right now um, in Chicago, so we'll have that wrapped up in a couple weeks. And that will be my follow-up single to Marvin Meets Miles, which which was my um, first single, which we also have a video to, uh, Marvin Meets Miles. And uh, our second single is What's Going On. And it was just a really appropriate with the way that I did the song, the, um, the, the way I did the arrangement. Um, and, of course, you know, all the tragedies and that what's going on in the world now. And then, of course, with the big election coming up. Um, you know, that song was done back in 1971, and it is so appropriate for what's going on in 2016. So 
we felt that uh, with a powerful video um, and the song, uh, we felt that this was the right move for this time. So, yeah, um, we we did the video um, in downtown Los Angeles. And uh, I don't think the song is, I don't think the video is not supposed, it's not going to be about me so much. Although uh, I haven't seen, you know, what the editor, um, what the director, the final cut, but it's going to be more of uh, what's going on, you know, in the world and uh, with me, you know, kind of in and out performing the song. So um, I can't wait to see it. I'm, I'm anxious to see it and I'm very anxious to share it with you and the rest of the world. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, we have a phone call. Uh, area code six zero one. Welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Hey, hello. It's Ollie J. Hi, Ollie. Yeah. I hey, Ollie. Hey, I couldn't hear you guys on the uh, on computers messing up on me. Uh, okay. And I was wanting to listen in. I'm a long time okay. fan. Back from uh, enjoy yourself. Oh man, did you, Ollie, you going back to my very first record? That was the very yeah. first record that we did yeah. uh, on Motown Mo Jazz, and uh, man, I really do appreciate that. Yes, sir. That's really No, I don't mind chilling in the park. Whatever you want to do, oh girl, it's all right with me. <laughs> was that it? Say it. Say it. Come on, let's roll so we can get an early start. So, baby, we don't miss out on all of the festivities. Yeah. That's what started the whole thing. Yeah, we, we did um, enjoy yourself. And I remember writing that lyric, um, driving down. I was by the ocean in Los Angeles. We had just gotten signed, and I think I was on the Ocean Avenue. Uh, listening to the track and um, trying to come up with some lyrics, and um, that's what it was. Yep. Let's enjoy every moment of day. Cool. Uh, that was a good song. That was a good tune. Wow. Yeah, that was Love a good that. tune. Thank you. Now, now, how have the fans uh, kind of been responsive to you, you know, going solo and, and starting this Miles and uh, Miles Meet Marvin? Tribute and Marvin Meets Mouth. How, how, yeah, Marvin Meets Mouth. How, how, how have the fans been kind of responsive to you with this uh, project? Uh, it's been overwhelming. It really has blown my mind because, you know, people, um, they like, that's that's the guy from Impromptu. I mean, they kind of, re- like, remember mm-hmm. me from, mm-hmm. you know, back in 95, whatever. I mean, this is because we were out before the Internet. You got to understand. So we were out before the Internet, before emails, actually. So it's really nice for me, you know. It's like when you do when when you're in a position like I'm in, uh, a writer, producer, uh, recording artist, delivering the songs. It's very um, very surprising. Even like yourself calling in, um, um, I get I get emails and calls and Facebooks from all over the world from people that remember me. You know, from 1995, with impromptu uh, a concert, uh, whatever whatever was going on, and uh, you know, I just must say that um, you know, music is music, and Duke Ellington put it uh, this way: there's there's good music and there's bad music, and you know, 
you know, the way I write is, is kind of the way I write, especially, you know, the way I wrote all the music for Impromptu. Uh, there's you know, the production, the similarities are, they, they're, they, they just come over to whatever I do with my own solo career. Um, so it's very consistent. So it's not like, you know, I was doing like one style and then all of a sudden I flipped to a whole nother style. Um, mm. It's not that at all. It's right. not that at all. So the responses has been amazing. It really has been amazing. And I'm just so thankful for people like yourself and people around the world that have, um, you know, embraced me in such a big, 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 big way. Um, yeah. And I'm so, I'm just so grateful and so happy about it. But yes, but it's been amazing. Um, it's, it's, this album is doing very, very well. Even people That's in true. Africa, all, all, all over the world, they're feeling it. They're really feeling it. Oh, wow. Africa. Okay. Um, I yeah. read a review um, on Soul and Jazz and Funk Network.com. It was a really nice review um, that they did on Marvin Meets Miles. And part of the review says that um, Johnny reinterprets a selection of Marvin Gaye classics in a way that Miles Davis might have done. Now, when you were putting this CD together, were there any challenges? Uh, music-wise in trying to interpret Marvin's music into trumpet the way Miles would have done it? Well, um, the, to answer your question, no. Um, okay. what, what you have to understand, what, what the album is, and I, I don't know if you've had, had a chance to listen to the whole album or not, but I always explain it to uh, listeners because when you hear Marvin meets Miles, I think right away uh, people, they kind of, they may think it's it's a, it's a, jazz record they may think it's like a miles davis kind of record but i, I always explain to them that just imagine uh miles davis playing in marvin's band that's the way i've constructed this mm-hmm. album so okay. it's like you know marvin is the forefront marvin is singing the lead marvin is doing this thing and then miles is you know Taking a solo, playing in the intro, or sprinkling, or sprinkling behind um, uh, Marvin and whatever it kind of uh, it is. So, so it's not it's not a you know to answer your question, I w- it's not Miles Davis trying to play Marvin Gaye you know mm-hmm. lines or whatever it is. It's not that at all. It's really mm-hmm. Marvin. It's Marvin's band with. Miles in it. That's the vibe of it. It's it's a little bit more than that, but that's conceptually what it is. With you know my arrangements and my new arrangements and my new vibe on how I felt um, it would be, and I also needed to put myself in it in regards to arrangements, uh, you know, background textures and just different textures. So okay. um, I hope that ex- I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yes. 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 Okay. All right. Well, let's get to some more music um, on this new release, Marvin Meets Miles. I'm going to play Trouble Man. We know that is a iconic Marvin Gaye song. What was your interpretation yeah. of this song? Well, you know, um, this was actually uh, uh, probably all, all the songs are my favorites, but this is definitely one of the forefront songs. When I did this song, um, I blended the song So What by Miles Davis, for you jazz lovers out there. He uh, he had a song called So What that really highly influenced me. And I mixed So What in in with Trouble Man, Marvin Gaye's uh, classic mm-hmm. Trouble Man. So that's what you're going to hear when you hear 
on, on the trumpet and the intros and all that stuff. That's that's Miles Davis's So What. And then I hooked it up going into Trouble Man. So check it out. Oh, cool. All right, here it is, Trouble Man. I'm a puppet, but now I'm cool. Thank you. 
Ah, very nice. Trouble man. That is Johnny right there on vocals doing that. Channel, channeling Marvin Gaye big time. That is from Johnny's brand new release, Marvin Meets Miles. Now, um, I have to ask you about, um, you know, the, the the controversy and the thing that happened with Pharrell uh, Williams and Alan Robin Thicke when they mm-hmm. sampled Marvin Gaye's music and the family sued them. Um, they ended up paying mm-hmm. like over $7 million back to the family. So now, where, did you, you know, talk to the family? Did you get, you know, about playing the music, uh, recording the music? Okay. Uh, first of all, I just, I just want to tell you one thing. Uh, that was Johnny Vitt singing lead on Trouble Man and also playing that trumpet, too. Don't forget my, Miles. Yeah. Yes. So yes. That, was, that was me playing trumpet, too, just to make sure your, fan, your fans knew that. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, but to, no, to answer your question, um, the problem with, that Robin Thicke situation was, um, what was it? Okay, the problem with that situation was uh, they did not, the suit was basically that Marvin Gaye should have been on the copyright. That's what it basically was. They got sued because they said Pharrell and Robin Thicke wrote the song. Uh And... That's what it was. So if, okay. if they had said Robin Thicke, Pharrell, and Marvin wrote the song, it would never been an issue. That's what mm-hmm. the issue was. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In this mm-hmm. case, I don't have that issue because I'm not saying I wrote these songs. These mm-hmm. are Marvin songs. Yes. These are Marvin songs. And so, yes. so, so that's what that's what the difference is. That now, if if I, you know, that's what the difference is. Yes, yes, yeah, and I noticed on your on the credits, um, every song is credited to Marvin Gaye. I, I did see that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's okay. what the issue was. But they didn't they didn't do that, and the court said that they you know they borrowed material you know from that composition, and so he should have been included in the copyright. I got it. Got it. All right. Okay. All right. Well, got thank it. you for clearing that up. Yes, I understand now. Thank you. <laughs> oh yeah. No worries. Um, so. Now, I read that um, when you were in school, the band teacher, your band teacher, handed out pictures of instruments for for the students, and you chose the trumpet because you thought it was easier to play because it only had three valves. That's true. uh, All right. Now, (laughs) at what point did you take the trumpet seriously um, and start, you know, seriously playing? Um, you know, that's a good question. I've never been asked that question. Um, yeah, I did start playing the trumpet because it had the three valves, and I started playing, and I was kind of a natural. Um, I remember I started in sixth grade, and I remember one of the junior high school at seventh grade, um, they promoted me to first trumpet. Um, and I was like, okay, this was pretty cool. I, mean, I, was still wasn't, I wasn't serious about it. And mm-hmm. um, I will say, this is almost at least my story, I almost stopped playing trumpet. But in the eighth grade, um, the school I went to didn't have a music program, and I was renting the trumpet from the school. So I didn't play trumpet for a year. And anyone knows anything about the trumpet, if you stop playing trumpet for a year, you can forget it. It's like starting all over again because, you know, your, oh. the muscles in your embouchure, right? So the saving grace was I was on vacation um, in Kentucky with my sister, and my mother called me, and she said, um, I just signed you up for band. You got to come back home to go to band camp with school, with your new school for um, high school. 
And that was really the saving grace because when I went back and got in the band, you know, there were, you know, I was in the ninth grade at that time and they were, you know, big seniors and they were playing high notes. And, you know, of course they could play much better than I was, I could at the time. So, so you know, they just kind of pushed me to kind of wanting to be better. But the main thing is that I was, I was playing all the time. I was playing a stage band, marching band, um, concert band, and then, you know, because I'm a singer, I used to sing in groups around town in um, Cleveland. And uh, I was actually playing trumpet in the band, in the, uh, you know, in the uh, band and singing in the groups. So, you know, I was still just a kind of an average, you know, guy, you know, I think, you know, coming up. But I think what turned the spark plug for me was when I got the opportunity to study in Paris, France at the Conservatoire de Versailles. When I went abroad to study, it was like the best, you know, trumpet players in the world. And I was studying with this renowned trumpet player from the uh, uh, Paris Opera. And that's what really turned the the tide for me because I really, you know, uh, got serious about the trumpet, learning the art of the trumpet, and then being exposed to the music by so many greats. When I was there, um, that's when I really started really getting into learning how to play both uh, classical and jazz on a high level. Okay. And you you studied there for three years. That was awesome. And you're also, I read that you're fluent in French as well. Yeah, I'm I'm very fluent in French. Um, I love French. Whenever, whenever I uh, hear someone speaking French in an elevator or wherever, I just join in on the conversation. <laughs> I love French. I absolutely love French. Absolutely. That's my second language. Oh, and that should be the next a song on your next CD, something done in French. You know something? I think I'm going to take you up on that. I really do. I, I really do, because that would be great. I think I'm going to yeah. check that out. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, yes, ma'am. Um, uh, before you came on, I played Inner City Blues, and we just heard Trouble Man. Um, I definitely want to play mm-hmm. the title track, Marvin Meets Miles. Tell me about this one. Yeah. You know, that was um, – that song – song that I wrote and it really does explain what I've done with this album um, it's called Marvin Meets Miles and basically um, it talks about the two men and, and it's um, and the, I think the first lyric is talking about when um, Miles came on the scene and the sound of his horn and you know that whole thing and then it, it, it explains who Miles is and it kind of explains who Marvin is and and the merger between them, and that's basically what it is. So it's a great intro song to the album, and it's also an outro song to the album because I have a Miles version of it, which I'm just playing trumpet with no vocals. So okay. that's what closes the album oh. out. And Marvin meets Miles, the vocal opens the album. Wow! And make sure right. you and make sure you ch- make sure you check out the video on YouTube if you go. Johnny Britt YouTube, you can check out the brand new uh, Marvin Meets Miles video. That's what's hot right now. Okay. Oh, okay. So, all right. Yeah. This, well, all right. I, this I is wanted Ma- to ask Johnny, too, be, before you get into the music story real fast, because he just said something that kind of uh, made me close with a question. Now, do you feel that being a trumpeter, that trumpeters don't get a lot of uh, a lot of the attention that they should as far as other instruments and everything? Because, you know, a lot of people look at a trumpeter and think that you guys can only put out with such uh, one one style of music and everything. They don't think that a trumpeter can be soulful the way that you are soulful 
and doing this, uh, you know, album and everything. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Um, I mean, if you just look, especially um, with the smooth jazz market, I mean, it's saturated with saxophone players. I sound like a million saxophone players. Every time you turn <laughs> yeah. on the radio or whatever, it's a saxophone. And don't y'all get tired of saxophone? <laughs> yes, indeed. Believe me. I mean, oh, I do. Yeah. So the ratio, shoot, the ratio from saxophones to trumpets that are, you know, doing something on the radio, it's like, you know, it's no comparison. You know, it's 10 to 1. You know, it's 10 to 1. So to answer your question, yeah, you know, um, the trumpet is, um, you know, the the trumpet is like, I love the trumpet because it's a regal instrument. You know, it's a regal instrument, and uh, it's a dominant instrument. I mean, it's the way, it, 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 it all depends on how you approach it. Um, you know, I do approach it. Uh, uh, from a soul, soulful point of view, um, I do approach it also from a jazzy uh, point of view because I'm a jazz artist. But um, because I am a singer, you know, my my playing is a lot more lyrical. It's a lot more lyrical, and I, um, you know, I can play fast and I can play high. But there, there are especially when you come to my live shows, you know, I'll do that. But um, but for the most part, you know, I just really like to have a conversation, you know, with the horn. And um, no, we don't get um, we don't get the um, the exposure or the the props that that we should get as uh, trumpet artists. I mean, hey, who do you have? Rick Braun and uh, and uh, and uh, Chris Bodie. Mm-hmm. I mean, who do we have? Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like, who do we have? Have I mean, of course, there's a lot, but I'm saying. That are on like a national scene like that, you know. And I was talking to um, uh, Bonnie James, keyboard player. Keyboard player. And we were, we were having this conversation. He said, "He said, who are they, Johnny?" He said, "There's Rick Brown, Chris Buddy, and he said, and you." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, I'm gonna, you know, definitely. You know, I'm here to spread the word uh, uh, about the trumpet. But uh, yeah, I mean, I love the trumpet. I'm so glad that I do play the trumpet, and I'm glad for people." You know, embracing um, us and my, you know, my album, uh, my style of playing and singing. Um, absolutely, absolutely. And if you check, like on on this record, and just to clarify, and I I'm a singer that plays trumpet. Uh, I don't think I'm a trumpet player that sings. I would rather say that I'm a singer that plays trumpet because singing is always, you know, it's my first instrument because I was born with it, and the horn is. My second instrument, um, but I just kind of want to clarify that because a lot of times when you, if you say Johnny Britt, you know, first thing people are gonna think is jazz because they can't they see me holding a, a horn on my album cover or whatever. Um, uh, but um, but this is a singing album again. This is like what if Miles Davis was in Marvin Gaye's band? So it's a singing album. But on this album, I do have two instrumentals where there is no singing. And the two songs are You Sure Love the Balls featuring Boney James and myself. And then the other song is Marvin Meets Miles, which, feature, which, which features, which features uh, me on you know, trumpet doing the Miles thing. So, um, mm. yeah, so that's what the album is. So, and that's who I am. Uh, I'm a singer that plays trumpet. And uh, so, yes, we do have a couple um, instrumentals on this record for you, um, those who want to hear no vocals. Okay. All right. This is the title track. 
Marvin Meets Miles. This is when Marvin meets Miles. 
Johnny Britt's new release, Marvin Meets Miles. And I think I will close the show with the instrumental version. Um, so uh, Ali has a question. Um, Johnny, he wanted to know, if you had to pick between the two, which which do you think you would enjoy the most, the horn or the vocals? Wow, you're giving me tough questions. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's from Ali. <laughs> You know, Ali, that is really, really hard. But it's funny because um, yeah, a lot of people love the way I play trumpet. Like, play your horn, play your horn. Mm-hmm. And, and I, re- I really do love singing. It is, I'll put you, it really is a toss-up. I mean, you could, um, we could flip a coin on it. Um, I, I'll put you this way. How's this? The trumpet is harder. And I have to put more time into it. Um, I really have to work at being, um, you know, a good trumpet player. Uh, mm-hmm. Stay on it. It's, uh, and I always tell people it's really the hardest thing that I do is playing the trumpet. You know, besides producing, arranging, writing, and singing, the trumpet is the end. And anyone that knows the trumpet will know that. So um, I, I'm going to go with singing because it's not as hard. <laughs> I don't have to put as much time in it, but you know they're both equally as rewarding. And when people hear them, you know, hear my horn and they've been touched by it with the tone and you know the time, the hours that I put in as a trumpet player, it's extremely rewarding. Mm-hmm. So um, hope that answers your question. But I do want to you know let everyone know um, that I'm at johnnybritt.com. You can find me Johnny Britt Twitter, Johnny Britt Instagram. Um, the album is available everywhere. Um, you can get it um, anywhere online, uh, iTunes, what have you. And I do listen and uh, I want to make comments. That I would really appreciate it. You know, um, even if they're, you know, they've all been very positive comments and one loves the record. Yeah. But if you can just let people know, let your friends know, um, I really appreciate it. And I really do appreciate you having me on the show. 
Oh, no problem. Now, I there I would like to read a couple of um, comments from um, two people on Amazon that wrote reviews. Um, one oh, says, okay. Johnny embraces the spirit of both musical legends with good vocals and unique muted trumpet licks, licks that simply nice. delight. The Miles mix is extraordinary. And Emma <laughs> Butler said, must have 20 different takes on inner city blues and several more of Trouble Man. And with all due respect, I believe these are the best. So those are two oh. reviews from Amazon. Now, I want to read another one from Soul Tracks. This was written by Howard Duke. Um, he wrote quite a lengthy review. So this is the last paragraph of that review. It says, it is a credit to the writers, composers, singers, musicians, engineers, producers, and Barry Gordy that the songs in the Motown soundbook hold up so well that they will sound good in the hands of anyone with talent and vision. While the quality of the music is never in question, many of these tunes have been, down, have been done to death by vocalists and contemporary jazz instrumentalists. Britt could have easily done the basic smooth jazz instrumental tribute, or he could have sung the songs to typical arrangements, and this would have been a pleasant, if not wholly pleasing, effort. And such an effort would have deprived listeners from wondering what would have happened if those two legends hooked up. Fortunately, Britt followed a different path and gave us an album with familiar elements, but a few notable results recommended. Some really nice reviews there. Really yeah. nice. That's yeah. a, all right. That's a, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, you know, it, it, it's funny because at the end of the day, that this is uh, the vision that I had and the response that I, you know, that I would, would hope to receive from listeners, you know, worldwide. So I thank you. I thank you guys for playing the music, um, playing the horn. Uh, Appreciate it. And uh, also, you can check out my website for tour dates. I just found out I'm going to be opening up for the Temptations um, August 21st in Pasadena at the Rose. That just came in today, actually. And uh, there's there's several other. um, uh, Just go to my website um, so you can uh, see where I'm playing and hopefully come out and chance to come out and check it out live. All right. Well, Johnny, we thank you so much for giving us another opportunity to talk to you. Mike, did you have any more yeah. questions? Um, I do have one, and I know that, um, you know, I don't know what the answer is going to be, but I know that a lot of fans around the world have probably hit you with the same question, but will we ever see an impromptu reunion and, uh, in the future? Um, the question is um, – I don't know. Okay. I don't okay. know. There's nothing. There's nothing planned. Um, and, and and I will say, you know, and I do kind of say this on a lot of my interviews. You know, I I really kind of I, in my career, I've always moved forward. I've always moved mm-hmm. forward. Um, I never really like turned back and went back backwards. So, if that kind of gives you any kind of indication, uh, that's basically you know where you know. I go. I do go forward now. If there's all of a sudden just an amazing, an amazing big time demand, and and if you know promoter or whatever comes up and you know wants to you know offer, you know a nice um, sum of money for that to happen, 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Then you know that would definitely you know kind of. But I wouldn't. I don't think I'm just gonna do it just just because I'm gonna. It would have to be something like that. Right. Okay. Well, I only ask because I know, like I told Sir before, you know, I'm a big impromptu fan. I mean, I got uh-huh. all the old mo mo jazz stuff and everything, and I also promote shows here in in the uh, D.C. area as well. So, and mm-hmm. I and I told Terry, I said, you know, you guys. I mean, I, last time I seen you guys, you guys came and did the uh, Herbie Blake, the, the place in Baltimore, the um, U.B. Blake Center. You guys right. did that a, a few years ago, and I was there, and they mm-hmm. oh man, awesome show, but. I would love to, you know, have you guys come, you know, if we could, if, if that ever was supposed to happen, I would love to bring you guys into the D.C. area. I mean, it's, you guys are phenomenal. I mean, just the, the whole rap, hip-hop with the jazzy type thing, man, it's just unbelievable. But I'm also glad that you're continuing on with your music and your uh, soulfulness because, like I said, uh, you have a unique sound of your own, and it's, it's, it's so refreshing to have that instead of having, like you said earlier, the million saxophones that we hear over and over again on the radio. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, again, I really, do, I really do appreciate it. If you want to give your information to um, uh, Danny, my, my publicist, and if there's anything happening, you know, you could talk. But I'm just saying, I, and I think I gave you an answer from the heart. Right. You know, right. Really, mm-hmm. yeah, really, my, my focus is miles. It's, um, you know, what I'm going to be doing in the future. It's not. So. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's precious. So, if you know, if everyone, if we get, you know, like I said, a uh, overwhelming demand of people who want to, you know, a re- impromptu reunion, it's not out of the question, you know. But it would have to be something that's, you know, that's worthwhile. Right. Right. All right. Okay. Well, again, thank you so much, Johnny. We appreciate you giving us another chance to talk to you, and congrats again on this Absolutely. new release. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Definitely. Really appreciate it. All right, you yeah, have a good day. Okay. All right. Okay, thanks. All right, bye bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right, that was uh, Johnny Britt, singer vocalist Johnny Britt. His new release is called Marvin Meets Miles, and you can find that on his website, johnnybritt.com, Amazon, and iTunes. Follow him on Twitter at Johnny Britt. So um, I said I was going to close the show with the instrumental version of the title track, but I did not, it seems like I did not upload that. But so I'm going to do um, the one with Boney James. You sure love the ball. Oh, my God. This song right here is the bomb. The bomb. I love it. So I'm going to close the show with that. Mike, anything going on in your area? No, nothing's going on in the area yet, Jay. All right. Well, Ollie, thank you for your question. It was a good question. Thank you so much for listening. And um, we always enjoy having you here listening in with us. So thank you. Mike, you have a good day, and uh, you've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again. This is You Sure Love the Ball from Johnny Britt's new release, Marvin Meets Miles. Have a great day. You sure love the ball.
TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.